you, the kid is sleeping, are now about to witness <laughs> the awesome, crushing a might of she is the U G S Robinson Show Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly apparently never ends. I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Many of you won't be watching this live because I'm guessing you're watching football. I don't have a TV. And even if I had, I'm not a football fan. Though I am a fan of seeing Tom Brady lose. So I'll have to be a fan retroactively because it's not guaranteed that he's going to lose. Until then, we're going to have an intervention. But before, Bob Riley from Stigmata. Intro, All of Nothing is the name of the song. Off of the record, Calling of the Just. Our bumper music since 2007. Still available from me. I guess you can hear it online for free as well, but you know. Let's let Bob sing us in as he has. Listen, listen well. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right. All right. Uh, okay. So we got a lot of stuff to get to today. And I know uh, some of you are going to want to try to or watch at the same time. So it's going to be pretty simple. I'm going to try to keep it simple uh, so that you can look at TV and then you can look at this at the same time. Uh, Mr. SK, I couldn't find this. I'm getting the, the, the commercials out of the way. Mr. SK, I couldn't find a XL for you. So you're going to get an L of this shirt. Another game, blood in, blood out, skull game on the back. And I'm going to... Uh, am I throwing this? No, I'm throwing in something else. But I found, I, while looking for the XL, I found this. Uh, it's it's a reissue put out by Black House Records up in Idaho. And I put it out on a uh, uh, LP. And I put it out on cassette tape. So this is actually uh, wealth. Where you can find this online. I just, ah, oh, man, that's cool. I'm not sending this to you for free, but you get the shirt. And one other thing for free, Mr. SK. So thank you for your order uh, in the mail tomorrow. I get, I got, I'm just proving that I got my act together. Other commercial. 
Mr. E, thank you for the cash app. Uh, I once again figured out how to get the money out of cash app. So thank you for uh, for that. Other commercials, uh, pinko95014 at yahoo.com for um, uh, uh, Patreon or you go to Patreon, uh, uh, no, for PayPal, or if you want to go to Patreon, patreon.com slash the stomper or stomperville, figure it out. I, I haven't been able to do so this time. I, I kept up to date with all the postings relatively. And so they pay it out for February to make up for the $3.18 I got for January. We actually got some uh, three, 303 for, uh, for fe- uh, February. No, going to be for December and January. So for February. No, it goes the month back. Whatever. December was terrible. January January worked out okay. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So thank you for for donating uh, for the show. But I want to I want to get I want to get right into it. Mm. And then I put this numbing agent in my mouth because I keep biting my cheek when I sleep. So now I'm talking funny. All right. So the year, well, it doesn't matter the year. Let's let's just try to focus on the story. I'm sitting around in a trailer. I lived in a trailer park, and I'm sitting around in a, in a trailer and uh, doing doing. Um, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Hit the little dinger dinger, the thumb up, you know, the like button, and then also you can do for the notifications. You can do so you get it'll it'll notify you that uh, you know that, that the shows are coming up. Oh, also, right before the show, I tweeted out the uh, address for the Substack for the third edition of the newsletter. And it's called Saying Hi to the Bad Guy. And it's about, it's got CIA crack cocaine, uh, me and Steve Jobs in it. So you might want to read it, tweet it to other people. You can read it for free. Helps if you subscribe. Well, you can subscribe for free and get it for free, but you can also donate money through it. So check out the Substack thing. Yeah, yeah, Ian just read it and, and, and dug it. So, uh, so anyway, now, let, let, let me tell you a little story. So I'm sitting around this trailer, right? And uh, things are not going so well for me in life, <laughs> as evidenced by the fact that I said trailer. And uh, I'm depressed. You know, I'm sitting there. My shotgun is whispering to me in the corner. And, uh, what, you know, one of the sad parts about the story is one of the things I remember being most miserable about that uh, was that I had no heat in my room. It didn't dawn on me until about, uh, sadly, about 20 months ago that the reason I had no heat in that room was because I put my trunk, which I used as a desk to put my typewriter on so I could write, on top of the heat register. And I think I knew that at the time, but I think I had assumed it would just reroute it through the other heat vents and I would still get heat in my room but I was, you know, this is, I wasn't thinking clearly for a, a wide variety of reasons. So it was freezing. Um, it's like Friday night. I got nothing, like nothing, like nothing going on, no prospects, nothing. And I don't even have money to buy food. This is the time when I was, I'd break into eating clubs at night with a hefty garbage bag and steal all the food I could find in the dark and run off into the night with this bag and then get home and then find out I have a six-gallon can of sauerkraut. Don't laugh. I ate it. Hard times to make a monkey eat red pepper. My great-grandmother used to say, true, true now, true then. 
So I'm sitting around and I'm just depressed, right? I'm like, ah, man, this is terrible. This is, this is fucking life. And I hear the sound of somebody coming in the trailer. I had uh, two roommates, a guy named Dwayne and a guy named Rick. I actually think I ended up with two guys named Rick. I had a lot of people in and out of there. And um, uh, I said, oh, let me go out and see, you know, what my roommates are doing. It's better than sitting here looking at the high standard pump action shock, 12-gauge shotgun who's saying things to me. I'm going to go out and talk to my roommates, right? And I go out to uh, to my roommates and Rick, who is an A1 piece of shit, I, have, I still haven't forgiven Rick. Let me tell you the kind of guy Rick was. Rick was a guy who's sitting around, first of all, you know, if you're a heterosexual man between a certain age, you know, there's this compulsion to get the guys do the gay test. So he starts talking to me about this girl, right? And this girl that broke his heart, right? And he's just trying to see where my head is at. You know, I've got this mohawk. I'm living in the trailer. He doesn't know what's going on. And uh, and so I start commiserating about this girl that, that I, you know. And, and then one night I happen to be walking along. And I see this girl stand there on the sidewalk. I'm like, oh, my God. I was just, hey. And we start talking. And we have a perfectly good conversation. I go, hey, I'm going over here. You want to come hang out with me? She goes, oh. And she gets really uncomfortable. Because, no. I... And then, right, she goes, oh, so, oh, you're me. She I, I kind of got a date. I go, oh, date. And the car pulls up. And I go, you're dating my roommate? The guy had listened to my complaint. Made the calculation. If she went out with Eugene, she'll go out with anybody, beelined it for her, asked her out on a date. That's the kind of piece of shit Rick was. So you see where my head is at. Rick shows up and he shows up with this beautiful, oh boy, boy, I, you know, I don't feel this way generally. I think the tendency is to, to mythologize, to, to mythologize the, our objects of desire in a way that raises them above, you know, people that, fart and make stupid decisions. But, you know, thinking back to my 19-year-old head, I'm like thinking, oh my God, this woman, she's just beautiful. Just, ah, gah, 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 gah. and she's with Rick. She comes into the trailer and she's with Rick, right? But Rick is like discombobulated by this and she carries it well, right? There's like nothing more attractive than an attractive person who carries it well. In other words, like they're not attractive at all. Like, you know, I'm get, get over it. I'm attracted. So she comes in and she's, you know, you know, just everything, right? And uh, I walk back into Dwayne's room and he's like, what? And I was like, and he's like, what? I go, you know, there's no reason. I don't suck on that shotgun, right? That Do you know that she just came home and he goes out and he looks and, you know, he wasn't prone to the same flights of excess that I was. He was like, yeah, yeah, she's all right, you know? And uh, he goes, but he's going to blow it. I go, what do you mean he's going to blow it? And then I kind of go back and make some excuse to go back. We're trying to give the guy his privacy. You know, it's a common area. But I look and he's doing this like, you know, metrosexual thing of like, oh, I'm, I'm cooking and I'm cooking. And he actually ended up being a cook in real life at a pizza place. But that's neither here nor there. And he uh, is like, got this. He goes, oh, it's the best steak. I got a two-inch steak. I got some filet mignon. And then he's got them some champagne cooling and the thing. And he's doing, and then he comes in. And then I, then I realize Dwayne is right when, you know, there's a knock on the door. And somebody's with 12 dozen roses. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy, this guy, he's just, ugh. But I don't know this yet. I, 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 I don't, I think. 
this cheese ball shit's going to work at the point in the story. I'm giving bouncing back and forth. But at this point in the story, when the guy shows up with the roses, I'm like this motherfucker. I know how much 12 dozen roses cost. And it might as well have been the moon for me back when I was 19, right? Because I'm not going to pull this off at all. So he, uh, I go back in my room and I say, hey, man, you know what? And my considerations prior to that moment were pretty minor. Like they were like a 19 year old. Like, should I wear, you know, what punk rock shirt should I wear? What should I get? Should I get steal those boots that I saw that somebody had thrown out by recycling? Or should uh, you can't really steal somebody that somebody's thrown out, but you know what I mean. I'm, yeah, that, and I finally, and I'm like, okay, maybe come, come on. And I go, fuck, you know what? You know what, man? It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. None of it. You could, you could, like uh, Evander Holyfield once said to me, you could dig a hole in the ground and shit in it. It doesn't matter. He didn't use, he's a religious man. He didn't use the word shit. He said poo in it. It's kind of a dainty word for Evander Holyfield, but that he said poo. He said, yeah, I could, you know, shit and dig a hole in the ground shit. It wouldn't matter because Rick is still going to get laid with this beautiful, this beautiful woman uh, 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 out in the living room. And I go, you know what? I said, went to Dwayne's room. I said, hey, man, let me borrow your clippers. He goes, well, you want a haircut? I mean, there's a time where I stopped cutting my hair in 79, right? I lived three years. That's how I met Steve Bounder, the Oxbow Whipping Boy guitar player. He's like, I had never seen a black guy with hair that fucked up. I just stopped combing my hair. But at this point, I was like, yeah, Dwayne was something clear up the neck. And I said, yeah, yeah, give give me the clippers. He goes, well, what do you want to do? I go, I want to shave my head. Let me shave my head. Now, I remember when Harley Flanagan from the Cro-Mags was, you know, he had spent a lot of time at Christiana with his hippie mom and then went to, hung out with skinheads. He was on tour when he was eight years old, right? So he was hanging out with skinheads. Saw the whole skinhead thing in England, came back to the Lower East Side and shaved everybody. Everybody got their head shaved. And that's when the whole skinhead thing started, which, you know, with Agnostic Front, you still see today in New York. It's a, it's a deal. Back then in California, there was nobody. Could, so I, I said, Fuck this! Fine, fucking, fucking shit. That it doesn't doesn't make it. He goes, all right. So grab grab a towel, and so I got a towel, and we're sitting in the bathroom, and Rick is trying to get past the bathroom with this girl. So they've eaten the food, and he's trying to get it to that you know, the Barry White stage, and he goes by the bathroom. He's trying to hustle her by the bathroom. He's also got some cocaine. So this is his guy. Hey, let's go to the back. You can get some cocaine. And she's as she walks by the bathroom, she sees me sitting there, and she goes, "What are you doing?" And I look up at her, and I go, "I'm shaving my head for the first time." Well, I don't even think I said for the first time. I think I said I'm shaving my head, and she goes, "Oh, can I help?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Sure." And Rick was like, "Yeah, but you know, we got the," and she goes, "Oh, wait, wait, wait," and then so. My act of, uh, you know, the reason why monks shave their heads, you know, it's supposed to be like an act of self-abnegation, right? So I immediately, instantaneously started accruing social benefits. And she stayed in there with the whole haircut, helped me with the haircut, you know, sat, sat, I was sitting on the toilet and she sat on the, on the upper deck of the toilet and she's kind of helping me. And Rick is shooting, looking, looking at me from the doorway, and I'm looking over at Rick like, <laughs> and, uh, oh, fuck, 
are you uh mr rick <laughs> um and uh <laughs> and she's you know t- touching okay so he eventually gets her to go back in the room they do the coke and she leaves he never has sex with this woman which i have to get in this story because i'm a bitter fucking prick but that was the beginning of of me realizing the Evander Holyfield truism, you shouldn't dig a hole in the ground, it, it doesn't matter. I say this by 16 minute prelude to explain to people what they missed last night on the Twitter machine. Now you gotta understand, there had been, there had been, that, that, there had been a kind of uh, uh, a thing where I'm like, ah, you know, if you type my name in Google, you know, first of all, I tried to velvet rope Twitter. Right, and that really wasn't working. Right, he's ah, you lock at people. That's it's antithetical to the spirit of the community. And I said, okay, taking away the velvet rope, anybody could come. If I want to have secret, private, I'll go to Instagram, and you know, and restrict it. And it's restricted on Instagram. I got to be able to see in your world before I let you see in the mine. And I, I'm, I'm com- some people I can't meet up. Like, well, I'm comfortable with. It. Fine, public. Well, how public is Twitter? Well, pu- Twitter is public enough. Like I've talked about social media being the most uncomfortable dinner party ever. It, it, it's public enough so that if I say something on Twitter, like I did before the show, and you go to Google and type in my name, it, there's a Twitter listing right away, the, the shit that I'm tweeting. So I'm trying to be political, like in the old days, in the whipping boy days when you know I was like, oh, you know, I got to you know, this guy could help me. And I was trying to be a guy in a band, but also a politician. Well, then something happened with Oxbow, akin to the bald head moment. And that's when I decided, fuck these guys. It, it, these guys being a, a generic kind of phraseology for them, they, whoever. So you'll detect a change in tone uh, on the Twitter machine as of January 20th. 2021, a couple of things happened. One, some of which we've talked about, but something else happened. I had one of those bald head moments. I had one of those bald head moments, you know? One of those bald head moments where I realized, you know, that, that given what Google is, like nobody, at this point now, at this point now, what, what allowed me to get here in at this point in time, what's allowed me to get here, the Clark Kentism of Eugene Robinson, right? Where up until where I could still lead a double life, up until probably most definitively when I was working at EQ magazine. And they said, Oh, we're going to try to find some uh, information on you so we could type up a press release about our new editor in chief. And they found the clip from the documentary Music for Adults about Oxbow where I'm beating up the naked guy on stage. Like, oh my God, should we even, they were going to fire me. This is the same company that had hired a guy with a swastika tattoo on his forehead. File under, file under what? Just because he's white, which is what set it off last night. Now, the the Kyle Rittenhouse, the guy who killed some non- uh, uh, non-people of color at some demonstration, they can't find them. Guys in trial for murder, killed two people then, well, fucking, like what, AR-15, or AK-40, I don't even remember what he had, killed two people. 
He's out at the bar drinking with a t-shirt that says free as fuck or whatever it said. They can't find him. Can't find him. I said file under because he's white. Like anytime I read about a multiple rapist who's been in and out of jail like seven times, I don't even have to read the rest of the article to know that this cat is not Latino. It wasn't so much that he's getting arrested seven times, it's that he's getting released six times. So this cat who is known to us under an alias, I've been blocking him. And no, it's, it's, it's not Genghis, it's some other guy. Uh, starts in on me on Twitter. But it's post-Baldhead moment. I've embraced the fact that this stuff is going to go on Twitter. I've also embraced the fact that, that, that this is the end of the, like, the, what is that blues song? I'm going to uh, Lead Belly. It's my last go-around. This is it. Post EQ magazine, everybody knew everything. And if you felt comfortable hiring a guy who beats up naked people on stage as part of his show, what? Forget about the Stanford, forget about the award winning, forget about the 25 years in the industry, forget about the multiple books and all that stuff. Forget it. Forget it. This guy, look. Uh, and you notice I haven't even brought up the race issue yet outside of the file under a uh, file under bit. I haven't even brought that up. So uh, like this, this idea that I had that, you know, that, that this is part of my rock and roll fantasy that I got to try to maintain some semblance of, of, of normalcy so that, you know, so that, that, that multi-billionaire sitting out there saying, Hey, why don't we get usually, and that they'll believe that, you know, that, all of my years of professionalism will outshone the outre opinions or, or, or aspects of the personality or, you know, say for every time with my Larry, hanging out with Larry Flint was bounced with hanging out with Steve Jobs with every, with every interview or hanging out with Kevin Weeks from the Boston Irish Mafia is bounced out by, by hanging out with Andy Grove. But then I started to think I had the bald head moment and I go, you know what? I, that, that's it. That's it. I don't appeal to you. You got to appeal to me. Or like Mad Max says in in in, in uh, uh, what is the hell is that? Uh, uh, Road Warrior. You guys want to get out of here? You come to me. You got a problem that you think I can solve? You come to me. I'm not going to you anymore. I'm sitting on the toilet. I'm getting my head shaved. F-T-W. The newsletter on Substack, Look What You Made Me Do, courtesy of use, started because there was a whole bunch of stuff that every time I tried to publish it, anybody would say, are you crazy? We're not publishing that. Substack was purpose-built for that kind of stuff. Moreover, I've, I've become a student enough of the game to understand, to understand exactly what they won't publish and why, and precisely why I will publish it. I watched him get raped, the first one that kicked it off. Prime example. So, well, have you contacted, what, the rapist? As it has, I have. Well, did you change, ah, okay, I changed his first name in the piece. I don't, because I don't know how the story ended up. Don't know. Don't know. 
Maybe the guy served his time in jail. Maybe he went to jail for it. I don't know. He just sent him a friend, uh, sent him a friend request so he could see the article. No response. He's a martial artist as well, interestingly enough, maybe not surprisingly, uh, but not a martial art that's going to take me. So <laughs> my concerns are not that. So you will detect a tone if, if you say, man, Eugene seems kind of salty. It's not salty. It's just post the bald head moment. You know, post it. You know, <laughs> like, like 50 Cent said, the DA can play this motherfucking tape in court. I say I don't use the word motherfucker anymore because it's nothing shameful about mothers fucking. But I'm just quoting 50 Cent. I, 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 <laughs> if you go into a store to buy Eugene Robinson, you're going to get all of that Eugene Robinson. And if it doesn't sit well with you, go buy the uh, mermaid or, or somebody else, somebody more palatable. That's it. That's a long intro. My intervention. Oh. Oh, God. God. I, you know, the thing is, what is that? We always knew you would lose, but never quite so spectacularly. Listen, Overeem. Overeem was my pick to win last night. Not only was it my pick, but it was John Nash's pick, and it was Steph's pick, as you'll discover tomorrow at noon when we talk about it on the Care Don't Care preview. I don't know what I was thinking. Nash said it best. Was like he, what he said is he said he said he said Overeem has figured out a way to keep himself out of trouble, which reminds me of Donald Sutherland in Kelly's Heroes, where he talks about their tanks and they say they've got one degree going one. Is it we got three speeds? Two to go forward and one to go back twice as fast because we want to be able to get out of trouble faster than we got into it or some such thing. Good movie. See it again. Kelly's Heroes. Clint Eastwood, Don Rickles. You can't beat it. Donald Sutherland. So he says, Overeem could get out of trouble. So I'm Overeem, Overeem. And I'm, buying, I'm eating hook, line, and sinker, the whole package thing. And he came out, and it was like, I could have done that. Every bit of that fight, I could have done. Including what I felt was a premature quit. He was saying, like, this is my last go-around. It's my last run. I'm, I'm title shot or nothing. That's what I'm heading for. That's what I'm going for. Not like this, you're not. You might not know it. And people around you know it if they care about you, but you are done. They're trying to give it a name. Say, oh, he's he's rope a dope him. He said he would rope a dope him early. Again, he's up up against the cage trying to and, and Volkov is like tentative, thinking, yeah, this is part of some strategy. It was part of a strategy. To what end? I don't know. I don't know, but that 
That's it. That's it. Why? Why? Why did I let myself do this? Why? Why do I, you know, they they had this piece out, which I sent out through Twitter. But clearly, you know, uh, physicists are, are watching the show Stomper, where they talked about yeah, say, well, objective reality. I mean, we've thrown out objective reality a long time ago. All of reality is subjective. That That is 100% sure. When we talk about colors and the different frequency of colors and what we can see, I mean, we're all seeing the world in a very different way. Got that. But time? So they came out with this other study that I also tweeted out about, about perceptions about time. And, and time is is a crazy, confusing fucking thing that has me constantly and continually forgetting where we are. And I think, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, no, no, he's not, look, nobody be fooled by this football again. You, 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 You can't. And all, but he did. It was like a rugby pass, you know. He he did something really interesting in losing in the way that he lost, based on the cheerleading, the commentary cheerleading that you were hearing. The elevator Volkov to a place I don't think he deserves to be. And Steph bought in. She was like, oh, on the show this morning we recorded the Care Don't Care. She's like, oh, he's gotten better by leaps and bounds and the yeah, Volkov is not. <laughs> Let's not confuse Overeem be, being and looking really bad with Volkov being being and fighting really well. I don't. I'm. I'm not. He could be doing a Chuck Liddell to me. Three victories from now, I could be saying like, okay, I was wrong about Volkov, but I'm just. I'm not impressed. For some reason, I went through a period of time where I was fighting guys like that, like basketball players. Two fights like that specifically, and I beat both these guys. Well, one guy I write about in the fight book, I beat him, and then he he got me with the one finger punch. If you don't know, you don't know what I mean. It has to do with anal fear. It's in the it's in the fight book somewhere. Reread the fight book. Yeah, Explain to you. But before that, I was handling him quite easily, quite well. And in, in interesting enough, on a basketball court in Queens. So over him, I, I can't be. But there are whole. There's a whole category of cats now that we are, and I, we gotta have. We gotta have a. Uh, uh, we gotta have a, a name for them, and I haven't quite figured out what it is. Maybe I should go back to David R. We could. We could get our heads together and cogitate on on what. But it's like that. These guys. These guys. They. Like the on deck circle for, for for the Phantom Toll Booth, they're like Clay Guida fought last night. Didn't need to see that. Michael Johnson lost to Clay Guida. Didn't need to see that, but having seen it, know that they're both in the same place. They're talking about Donald Cerrone. I like that. I like Old Yella. I like that. Places where you know where you don't know it, but everybody else knows it. You're about to die. Unless we come up with something better, oh yellow sounds like it. And we're talking Diego fighting Donald Cerrone. Neither one of those guys have anything, anything left that I want to see. 
So Cerrone, Clay Guida, what the, once they put you in the Hall of Fame, it should be like those old hardcore shows, no ins and outs. I don't want you sneaking beer back in here. Once you're in that Hall of Fame, you don't get to fight anymore. Forget it. Forget it. And the list is getting longer. And like I mentioned to somebody, or maybe it was the last show when I said, you know, we're going to, I use this word age, but it's not age that we're talking about. We're going to time out on this sport. I'm sticking around for one reason and one reason only. Well, for, I'm sticking around for, for very specific reasons. Stems. We, yeah, it was last week's show. We're talking about stems. There are a few stems that I care to see played out. Johnny Boney Joni, Israel Adansaya, the tail endings of either of the Diaz's. I'm just, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like the Dirty Harry moment. I gots to know. I gots to know how the story is going to end. I saw Muhammad Ali from the beginning. My grandfather was a boxing fan and got me, you know, we do it. I got him from Cassius Clay to his last fight. And that was about, and, and then I picked up again with Tyson and to, yeah, yeah. So there, uh, Davey, I like Davey Figs. Davey Figs is not, is not, is not enough of a thing in my head for me to stick around for him. It's Israel Isaiah, uh, 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 Johnny Boney Joni, um, Yeah, you see, the, 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 either the Diaz's, either the Diaz's. I'll, I'll stick around with either the Diaz's just to see how I want to know how the story ends. Yeah, it, and after that, it gets thin. I don't, I don't intend to be part of the next class. Yeah, I don't intend to be part of the, the, the next class. You know, in other words. You know, the hot shot fighters who might come along 10 years from now, they're going to be ha have to be fantastic to keep me. It's okay. They mentioned on one of these shows, either this week or last week, mentioned Pedro Hizzo. I was like, oh, man, Pedro Hizzo gave me such great pleasure. And then now he's like coaching some guy. Friend of Knuckle Up, Mike Thomas Brown, coach, coaching some guy. And his guys are good. But I'm a short-termer. I don't expect to be I, – I may still be doing this show 10 years from now, but I don't expect the show to be about MMA. And it's, it's marginally about MMA now. But, you know, what, so what sells you on MMA? What sells um, – Johnny Boney Joni. Skill set. Not the story. I don't give a shit about the story at this point. Skill set. Yeah, I'm close. I'm I'm super close. But you know, you see that I mean the platonic triad of, you know, true, good, beautiful. You see sp sparks of that when you see Johnny Bonagioni, when you you know Israel and so these guys. Now people one of the picks that we picked for next week, there are 14 fights in the I think 14 fights in the card next week. You know how many cares we had on next week's fight? I think I had 3. One of those was the headliner Burns and Usman. Anderson. Who Anderson who? Anderson who? 
uh, McRapist is not enough to keep me around at this point. The PR moves he would have to make to write that ship, he's never going to make. And he's looking, and I'm sure what's fueling him is he's looking at Tyson and he's like saying, ah, the guy had a late career resurgence. I could be, it's not, not the same, man. Tyson paid his debt to society. But anyway, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop. I gotta stop it. I got, and you cannot enable this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cape, uh, I picked him to win and watched as he, you know, Steph was giving him the, the benefit of the doubt and like, oh, you know, Cape, you know, uh, uh, Cape is like, uh, what did she say about Cape? Uh, he was he was just a little gun shy. It wasn't gun shy, you know. I mean, the, 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 the thing about it is, it's like I said, the, what I the connection that I made on on care don't care is like you remember when there was cross pollination between Pride and the UFC, and you could see that Pride fighters had internalized the the, the Pride clock. And I'm speaking speaking specifically of Nick Diaz. I didn't mention this on Care Don't Care, but I was thinking about Nick Diaz, and he was fighting a pride round in the UFC, and he was losing these fights to dis- on decisions because he just didn't have enough time to pull a trigger. Right? That's different. Uh, well, I, 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 I'm thinking that maybe Cap was, you know, working for some other fight organizations where the idea was, I got to get just a little bit ahead of the other guy. I get just a little bit ahead of him, you know, do a little showboating, people feel, you know, no, man, (laughs) it's only showboating, it's only showboating when you're winning the fight. He's upset afterwards. Upset? What, what, because you do, you do an icky shuffle? What the fuck are you upset for? Petosha deserved to win that fight. Stop it. Fight next time. We don't know you. It was one of the saddest things in the world when uh, the first time uh, dude fought in Strike Force. Uh, who's the guy? Uh, the guy with oh man, I can't even remember his name. Who does the alligator chop? He's a, he's a known associate of the. Um, uh, he's the known associate of the uh, of uh, the Sorrell Academy. Uh, um, Jacare, thank you. So Jacare, when he first came into. The uh, strike force, San Jose, you know, the, the HP pavilion down here. And he came out, he's doing the chop. Try reconnecting. Can you hear me? Can I be heard? I'll type something in maybe. Uh, am I back? Can you hear me? Uh, how about this? Can you hear me? Okay, you, okay, good, good. Sorry. So it was like, this is, we, don't, we don't know you, Cape. We don't, we, sorry, we don't, we don't know you. And at this point now, you're one down. You probably, you probably got a little bit of, you, you, you got, you, you, you know, we can forgive a lot. Look, they're still forgiving Uriah Hall, who's never, Uriah Hall, who's been flapping his gums of late uh, um, about how he should fight some, you know, who knows? Who knows what he's talking about? Who knows what he's talking about? Uriah. Saying misty shit to, to beat the band. The the reason why it's misty is you might have the skill set, but who can bank on you? Nobody. Yeah, and, and to, to Tommy LB's point, 
And uh, thank you, man. I got your, your new note. Dude's keeping the show afloat. You guys, give a doff of your cap to uh, Mr. Tommy LB. But to, to your point, like with, with Usman, yeah, so I picked Burns to win. This is just in case you don't watch Care Don't Care tomorrow at noon when, or when they tweet it out. Um, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I want to, I, I want to love Hall so much, but, but man, oh man, oh man, you, you, you know, he, he, you have those dark moments of the soul in the dark. You don't have them in the middle of the cage. You know, if you have concerns about hurting some other people, there are other games to play. OSB, other sports beckon. That's just the reality of it. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I'm think I'll tell you why, and I'll give you a brief insight of my my breakdown. It's like these guys used to train together. Now, I competed uh, uh, Grappler's Quest. I won it all, but then I got a big belt in the other room that says so. But, um, um, but I went into just the BJJ portion, and ended up beat a guy who he ended up taking third. And then uh, me and a guy who I trained with all the time, Eric Coney, who runs uh, Saigon Luda Livre or used to Saigon Luda Livre up in Sacramento. Um, and, uh, you know, I said, oh, we're in the finals. Cool. I'd be like training together. It would be friends. You know, I'm going to go in there and try a little bit. The guy tried to kill me when we got in there. Eric tried to kill me. And I was, so there are two schools of thought. And, and keep in mind, we were both competing for a belt. It's not like one of us had, I pre- feel pretty sure if Eric had the belt and I was a challenger competing to take the belt, he would have murdered me. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm on the mat. I'm 58, man. I just told somebody the other day, I said, I'm almost fucking 60. I turned 59 this year. 50 fucking nine. You know, when I was half the age I am now, I thought people who were 59 might as well be dead. And I, and I, and I still don't have anything that shakes me away from that opinion. <laughs> At least I can sit down comfortably for an hour of the show without the searing ass pain. Thanks again, down people down under gave me the solution. Gay dude ass gel. That stuff works. Painkiller-wise, really worked made it possible for me to get through the show. But whatever, we're not here to talk about my anus. Despite the fact that this guy last night was persisting, trying to get sexy with me or something. Pissed off that that we talked about pornography. People think a lot about pornography. There's something wrong with you. I don't know anybody who works in pornography who likes pornography. And you have to, you, you have to, this is a digression. You, the life cycle, I used to run the porn review site Skull Game, which is no longer a porn review site. The life cycle of a porn reviewer, of which I had many, was say, hey, man, you want to review some porn for me? Everybody's like, oh, right. I go, great. I'll stop by your house. I'll drop some off. And the guy's like, oh, God, man, I'm going to get a bunch of free porn. And then you drop 20 DVDs off at somebody's house. And they're like, hey, okay. With me, it happened in the middle of the first one. And I was like, Jesus, I've got to watch this whole thing and review it? Who gives a fuck? 
One of my reviewers figured out, he says, I'm just reviewing it based on the covers. I got an interview at Larry Flint for Hustler Erotic Video Guide. I asked the guy who had the job, why are you quitting? And he looked at his windowless office. He looked around with the video cassettes and that, and he looked at me and he's like, <laughs> once you're in, you hate being in. Any, any, anyway, so um, so thank you for the gay dude ask, y'all. So uh, yeah, I used to think I used to think that uh, that fifty nine was 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 uh, was dead. So um, I predict with Gilbert Burns and, and Usman that Usman is great, like all wrestler. I figure when you get a, a great wrestler against a great jujitsu player, the great wrestler inevitably, like um, the, the Joy Division song says. Make, will make a fatal mistake. If they can hold you in a top position and rain down slashing elbows, they got something. If you if you can if you can get out and keep standing up and let them point out by taking you down, they got something. But if you if you are playing that bottom, you know, uh, uh, if you you playing uh, playing guard, taking the bottom and working flowing from submission to submission, you're gonna get them. Steph was back and forth. Nash Nash picked Usman. I, I like Usman. I'd like him to win. But then he said some stuff midweek that made me a little shaky. It made me a little shaky. And what, what he said early on the week is like, oh, before I fought my last fight, you know, I had my nose broken. And I, I, I don't want to hear that. I don't, I don't want to true or not, what is that information supposed to do for me in my head now? What, what, what am I supposed to do with that? Huh? Anything? Are you kidding me? Don't don't do that. Don't now. I'm now. I'm thinking. What is some kind of? A, you're trying to explain your performance, or or now I got questions about who okayed you to fight. It just it raises questions that I just you know. Bad boys move in silence and violence. That's what I want to hear. I don't. I don't want to hear this other stuff. Do not want to hear it. So I feel perfectly okay picking picking Burns. Because Burns knows what happens to Burns if Burns doesn't show up for this. Burns is then sitting in the Phantom Toll booth with a number on that piece of paper that's like, "The fuck do I do now?" You better hope if you lose to Usman that you lose in a way that you get a that you get a, a rematch out of it. Until then, if, if that doesn't happen, then you got to turn around and face all the guys online behind you and like, I'm the executive gatekeeper. Nice to meet you. When do you want to fight? And, and we talked about it beforehand. San Hagen's knee. We talked about it beforehand. To your point, yeah, because I can't remember the fights. Uh, there were like 14 fights in the cart last night, and the kid woke up. So I'm like, I got the headphones, the wireless headphones. And I'm kind of walking around with her. But I don't like to be one of those parents that's always staring at the phone. So I just listened. Then, I, you know, like I missed it on the first and had to watch it in slow-mo. Uh, I watch it again. And the first time I show it in repeat, it's slow-mo. And then I watch it full speed. And I was like, ah. But we knew beforehand that, that fight was going to be sad. Again, old yellow. It's, 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 it's 
it's not. I don't want to say Frankie Edgar's finished, but nobody else who's not named Frankie Edgar should want to see Frankie Edgar do anything in the cage anymore, unless you're a sadist. So uh, the that division, that division is you know uh, Petrian, uh, Aljamain Sterling, and Sanhagen. That's a troika. Those three together, any one of those three individually, I'm like, well, I'll catch you on the other side. I don't stick around for them. But for those three together, you can put them up there with Johnny Boney, Joni, Israel, and Asaya, people who I might stick, people who I might stick around for. Yeah, I might stick around for them. Those three together. Because I have no idea. It's like three card Monty. Find the red, find the red, find the red, find the red. When I put them on a table, I have no idea how that's going to shake out. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, when you pack your bag, <laughs> when you pack your bag, you put the pool ball on one side, your socks on the other side. When you get to where you're going, you preferably a tube sock. Don't use a business sock. And you get your tube sock and you put the pool balls in the tube sock. Tie it off on the end, slip it inside your jacket. Understand this about that as a defensive method. If you hit anybody on the face or the head, you could kill them. You hit them on the rib, on the on the on the trunk, the torso, you will break ribs, they'll pop like popcorn. That's what it's good for. Or if you Anticipate that you could outrun the person. That's what it's good for. You take out a knee quite easily. That's somebody who read the Ox Oxbow Tour Diaries, where I talked about how, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Caratetta, <laughs> New York style. You could break them off pretty easily. <laughs> Usually for dogs. So, so, um, so those three, you know, Frankie Edgar, we knew beforehand it was going to be sad. It was sad what the t 26 seconds we saw it. And it was sad in, in the, in the, in the aftermath. I don't like thinking about it. So, but if you look at last night's card in total, it was kind of all sucky. And next week's February 13th is sucky too. 14 fights. I only care about three. One of my fights uh, would have Who did I pick? Oh, I picked Cape, and he disappointed me. And I picked uh, Overeem, and I expected that. My other two picks on this card were correct. I don't remember who they were. I did not pick Johnson or Guida. That fight should not have happened. Yeah, but this is just like for them to, you know, put a little a chit on on the ESPN scale, and that's it. That is what it is. That is what it is. So, so yeah, so this is like, I'm one of those suckers where you're tired that people always think at work when you actually had to go in for an office job. Oh, you're so tired. If I start watching the movie beyond 11 minutes, I'm usually stuck till the end because I, I gots to know. I watched a movie the other day, American Assassin. I, I've been avoiding it forever, but you have Netflix and they keep showing you and they keep showing you. And, you know, I enjoyed that movie into the last five seconds. And then I hated what happened in the last five seconds enough that I even refused to rate the movie. I don't know if you've seen it, 
but the last five seconds is seen in the elevator. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. No, I'm not going to ruin the movie for you. But how do you ruin a movie in the last five seconds? Quite easily, apparently. Quite easily. So, um, so, so, yeah. So last night was a disappointment. Next week, outside of uh, the Usman, and and keep in mind, keep in mind, I I think that Usman could observe if Usman lets us get to the judges, which I believe are apparatchiks for the UFC. If he lets us fight, get to the uh, get to gets to the judges. He may find that they make the same calculation that I'm making in my head, and that's that Usman could absorb a loss better than Burns at this point. Burns has got nothing to do at this point if he loses, but turn around and face the rest of the line and who's next. And people are like, why would I want to fight you? You're an executive gatekeeper. That means if I don't get past you, I'm nowhere. I don't get the big money. Just like people are like, why doesn't Dustin want to fight again? Because if he's a champion, he gets, he gets, he gets the pay scale is different. You're not gonna keep running me out there not paying me. You make me a champion, and you then we can talk. It's like okay, I got you. Let Chandler do his thing, work it out. But everybody knows I beat the guy, and I'm the guy that's got to be beat. I'm not gonna squander what's left. I'm not gonna you're not gonna all yell at me. So um, yeah, yeah, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, who's I'm not paying for that. I honest to God, I'm not paying to see one fight. No, no, I don't know how I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> no idea. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so that, that 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 was the fight. So I would be tempted to say that we're in the doldrums. There's some fights coming up that I'm I'm excited about, and I was actually. Sort of excited about Usman and, Jan, and Burns before uh, before I saw the rest of the card. But yeah, the reality of it is, it's like <laughs> Usman could Usman has got to know that he could he could the judges will make the same calculation that I've made, and that's that um, that he could absorb a loss better. That's it, just absorb a loss better. Burns gets a loss. He's facing the back of the line, facing the guys behind him, and nobody will want to fight him. And so then he's got that struggle and that stuff to deal with. But whatever. All I'm hoping for at the base level is a good fight. $70 worth of good fight? Sorry, no. 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 I thought it was always free. Back to Super Bowl. Free. Um, so anyway, so that's, so last week's fight, well, I'm letting you guys a little early today because I know some of you actually really want to watch this game. Like I said, I only want to know if Tom Brady and people say, Eugene, what, why you hate on Tom Brady? You know, I hate on Tom Brady for the same reason that I hated on Dan Elway, or John Elway for all those years. And it's like, I hate these cats who like, maybe it is, I don't see it, but where, where's the shadow in their lives? You know, where's the shadow? Where's the shadow of their in their lives? I, I don't see any shadow in their lives, you know? 
And the second I stopped paying attention to Elway, of course, he wins his first Super Bowl. I used all of my powers of, of, of haterage to keep him from winning that Super Bowl. And in one year, I just like turned away and was focused on something else. Maybe had to ruin like, I don't know, Red Hot Chili Peppers record or something. I turned my hate my hater race somewhere else, and then he wins the Super Bowl. So my only interest in the Super Bowl is that Tom Brady lose because I want that guy to have a little grit in his life. And I'm sure if you had Tom Brady here, he you you don't know me, you you, you, you don't know me. You know I, I got I got lots of you know I got lots of grit in my life. Oh really? Since when? And what grit specifically, Mr. Brady? The fuck out of here with that grit. You got grit. You think you got grit? Hey, why don't you come with my toilet and watch me get a haircut? And we could talk about your grit. Yeah, see, I did that. We got a full circle. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, this is round number. I forgot to do that at the top of the show because I was, you know, let me tell you about the beginning of the show. I forgot what I was going to, I had the whole lead. It came to me in a dream last night. But also what came to me in the dream was the headline for the, the newsletter uh, bit, right? So the newsletter bit um, came to me in a dream as, how, as well as how I was going to start the show. Then I wrote the newsletter <laughs> uh, saying hi to the bad guy, and then it completely took the, to- the toilet haircut story out of my head. And so literally I'm seeing, I'm kind of starting to, I'm doing that like what if panic thing. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, I uh, what if what if the pan and like it was the clock said two fifty eight, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to confess to these guys that that, that I got that I got nothing. I got nothing to start it, and then it came to me at two fifty nine. Bing, haircut story, and I wrote down first bald head cut <laughs> just to remind myself if I got panicked and looked down, I could go, oh yeah, I remember what that is. So there there is some structure to the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, believe me, I'm trying. So anyway, this is round one of five. One of five, oh, uh, one of five, oh, one of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. Kid is still sleeping. Thank you for listening. Go do whatever you want to do. Monday at noon, Care Don't Care goes live. Uh, they now have attached um, uh, a forward feature to the newsletters. So this is what Ozzy has us focusing on now, the newsletters. So I did one on conspiracies uh, last week. I didn't send it. I think I may have tweeted it out. My favorite being the conspiracy that Finland doesn't exist. That Finland doesn't exist. And I have, I have one on rock and roll. And then I have another one. I, that's all I'm doing now. I'm doing newsletters exclusively. Both for myself personally, and then for, for Ozzy. So that's what through the Twitter machine it'll come up. If you wanna, if you want to let me see inside your stuff, Mister Sleep Three on Instagram, uh, Eugene S. Robinson uh, slash Substack dot com or whatever. Figure it out, find it. I'll retweet it after the show. Uh, until then, live to see version one five two. We'll see you next Sunday after the Usman Burns fight. Until then, you know what I say. What I say. Look what you made me do!